and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, episode 8. This is the episode where we watch Batman versus Superman. This has been a long-awaited episode. Very excited to talk about it. I'm your host, Denali. I'm your host, Ryan. Well, co-host, but it's fine. <laughs> I make drawings. I'm Jace. Hi. You're also a co-host. <laughs> oh! <You're> also <laughs> they've given Jace a sock! <laughs> <laughs> now Jace is free <laughs> to make drawings of whatever he wants. Well, how are we all feeling tonight, boys? Oh, God, am I tired. I said, how are we all feeling tonight? Oh, God, am I tired. <laughs> oh, God. I can't hear. I... <laughs> Do you remember assemblies where <laughs> where people try to get you hype? Like I... <laughs> meetings as adults? Yeah. They make you do. <laughs> oh man! I would just like be... even in Zoom when they make you uh, be like, "Well, we're trying to create an inclusive environment. Please turn your cameras on." What? Oh. No. Yes. Yeah. That's just that's and illegal. I'm like, oh, clean the crumbs off. <laughs> you wanted to see when this? I do. <laughs> One reason why I think I might be feeling better soon mm -hmm. is that. I've recently come into possession of something that's going to make me feel a lot better, I believe. Uh, and Heroin. I think that now you'd be happy to, and I think you probably feel the same way as I do, Heroin. but yeah. you'd be happy to know that I'm now the proud owner of a bottle oh. of kombucha. Oh, oh that's the I one that I drank. Very nice. So that's I was me. walking down the aisle of Trader Joe's hmm. and something caught the corner of my eye and I realized it was, it was a bottle of kombucha that Jace had sent me a picture of a few days prior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so I haven't touched it. It's been sitting in my kitchen uh, in the fridge. Getting better. Um, I remember hearing at some point, or maybe this is my own experience, that you're not supposed to shake kombucha. No. So it's been no. sitting there for a while and I wanted yeah. to, to maybe let you guys walk me through how to enjoy a bottle of kombucha because the last time I did it by myself, mm. it was terrible. Do you have any straws in your house? Yeah. What do I do with a straw? No, do you have, just, do you have any straws in your house? Uh, you, no. Okay, good. Yeah. Because they you kill do a turtles. Quick snort piece of before shit. you. <laughs> well, you would be a piece of shit if you had straws, but you're not. So we don't need them for the taste testing. I just needed to get that question you don't out need of the way for our viewers. Okay. No, I don't use straws. In fact, in fact, I don't use straws at all. When I'm at Starbucks and they give me a straw, I immediately throw it in the trash. Why would... Nobody needs a straw. You don't even use it? I'm making a joke, but... Please <laughs> use it. It'll be less wasteful. I grab three well, straws and I throw them away funny, so Ryan, other people can't get them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I just take the whole hand handful and just throw it straight in the trash. Anyways, I noticed that there's a quite a bit of floaty bits. Yeah. Like, is that's, that to be uh, avoided? Or, or am I, or oh, no, is no. that the whole point? <laughs> because I don't really want any floaty bits. I don't shake. Mm -hmm. I don't drink the bottom. You stir. You can. Do you find? You drink the bottom. Okay. Does, is it carbonated? Am I going to destroy yes. my computer? Oh, it's. Don't. It shouldn't. Pour it on your computer. It shouldn't fizz up. But it's a little bubbly. Okay. 
If you have a tasting spoon, that'd be the best for the situation. I, so I this is a non-sponsored brand, um, so I can't state it. But it, the flavor is Pink Lady Apple, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what that is, but it sounds... Is that a type of apple, or did they make that up? I believe it is. Pink is that Lady like Blue apple. Raspberry? Okay. You're going to so, take a... Take if it doesn't Ryan, taste good, I have kombucha. whiskey here to wash it down. Um, it really does not smell Being good. Sour and fermented. Oh my god! It's not. It's not a smelling drink. It's not definitely smell not a smelling it. drink. It's like oh, you don't smell beer. You know why? Do, why do you think the I top is beer. small? This isn't. You don't pour it into a sniffer and you, you know. <laughs> it's really. I I'm honestly put off by just the smell of it. It's well, it's fermented, my friend. So. Mm -hmm. Just, well, like so is a lot just take a little sip. Okay, I'll take a sip. I'll stop complaining. I'll take a sip. He's sipping. Oh. Mm? Wow. It's different verdict? than it smells. It's better than it smells. Oh. Okay, give give me a quick little uh, little number. Give, give it like a score out of 10. Four. Mm. <laughs> Four? <laughs> That's very low. I know you have a weird way of rating things by number. Is four not like good. drink again, or is that like ass? It's not good. Okay. It's not good. Like ten being Mountain Dew Baja Blast, uh, one being like uh, warm tap water from like a shitty faucet that tastes like iron. Oh, that's not that bad. Then this would be uh, like a that's two. the worst drink. Warm uh, tap water uh, one... from a bad pipe is worse than, like, shit water? Mm. <laughs> okay, shit water is not on the scale of drinkable beverages. I think that's like, probably never... a one. That would highly shift the, if if shit water is a one. Yeah. <laughs> and Kilte <laughs> Kombucha is a four. Yeah. There's some weird murky It's only shit. four times better than shit water. Well, you have to have a scale that has bad stuff. You can't have a scale that's just like only good stuff. How good is this on a scale of good stuff? Okay, okay. So one would be like um it got to be something drinkable. So let's say like flat flat like rainier beer or something. Something that's okay. really bad. Okay. Yeah, like old gross um sitting yeah, fall, in your car for a day. Fallen so yeah. jungle juice. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Five would be just what then? Because it's not just Five's normal water. water. No way, neutral. because it's no way be neutral. Water can't be neutral. I don't think water can be it, on it, this beverage list because water's like probably the ten. It literally okay, keeps well, you alive. Okay, are we are we Lacroix. judging by health then? Because because water is going to be the the S tier. Of yes. How about Lacroix? <laughs> it is. La Lacroix is just standard flavored water. Lacroix is is eight for me. I mean, some of them are good, but like, some of them do taste like ass. I enjoy Lacroix. Okay, we're getting off the rails early in this one. <laughs> Take I just want to share my experience, Tell and I want to let you guys know that I'm trying to get in on the fad that you guys are both in on, and I'm trying to connect with you, Jace, more than Denali, but. That's, I mean, I get it. Yeah, our, I'm our not, relationship's I'm kind not of raw antagonistic. Gang. And, uh, this says raw. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, but it's got the flavor in it. I think that's Denali's whole thing is he's like, if you put a drop of apple flavor in it, I'll kill you. <laughs> you no, no, no. I, I drink the, the GT's kombucha. They have the original. It does have flavor. Um, and they have they have other flavors. It's all raw, but like their like scoby nugs they have in there are big, man. Like it looks like someone just like put a big loogie in there. It's it's very big, and uh, you see it coming when you're drinking. And you're like, oh man, I don't know if I could do. And you do it. And then <laughs> it's good though. Once you go once you go raw kabucha, you never go back, Jeff. So, <laughs> yeah. that's, so that's raw though. This says well, it says certified raw. I don't know what that means. Denali, does that get your mark? I also had that was also my vanity license plate on my car in high school. (laughs) This, uh, I feel like kombucha's main main issue is that it's seen as kind of like a pretentious kind of you know kind of like a hipster drink. Yes, you kind of have an image of people who drink it. Someone who's like, you Mm -hmm. know, is kind of like a hippie. Like it needs to be marketed towards. I think. They need to they need to push towards like people who drink like Mountain Dew Code Red or Monster Energy. I'm talking like the kind of redneck four wheeler drivers because I drink you know, every once in a while if I'm feeling a little crazy, I'll drink a Monster or a Rockstar, and that is a Whoa. whole different mindset than a, yeah. Than I didn't kombucha, think you were that you know kind of person. Oh yeah, yeah. I get I get rowdy a little bit, and I so think you're both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I'm I'm both ends there, and because I'm you know I'm from Alaska, man. We got a little bit of that. Yeah. We got a little bit of that hillbilly crazy in all of us. You know, we like to act we're all like all sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, we have exactly. our own. We have our own word for the type of redneck that's from Alaska. Sledneck for you guys, for you folks in the lower forty-eight <laughs> who, who ride snow machine. Yeah, the snow. Okay, I should explain that. You guys probably don't know that too. Yeah. But Slednecks. like a sled is yeah. a snow machine, or AKA snowmobile, as mm. you would call them down under yeah well the sled necks i think they could really get down with kombucha like they should just market it as like you know kombucha off fuel or something you know something insane like you know you got tony hawk doing a rip on a long board and hey don't kombucha. drag tony hawk into this don't, don't drag the hawk man <laughs> i'm just talking this tony hawk is on, i think he's already on the kombucha side mm-hmm. he's already on the kombucha train okay he's so what do we got we got like um yeah let, let's get tony hawk on here Maybe uh, Travis Pastrana, someone who there rides the line a little, little harder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. You know, he's blasting dropkick Murphys, doing backflips on his little scooter. And, and once then, again, uh, it's 2010. Yeah, and it, it is Great 2010. Uh, and he, he just, like, rips into a, a booch. And then, uh, I don't know, does, like, a Harlem Shake video or something. I don't know. I'm still, still workshopping it. But I think we can make this cool. We can really expand. There's a wide open field out there that's not being tapped just because of some branding issue. Is Yeah, the redneck kombucha lovers. Just got to name it. Yeah. Kombucha game fuel or some shit like that. Kombucha has, yeah. Ex- yeah, like there you go. It's got to change. Like the name's got to go. Is. The name has to go. True. Yeah, you're right. You got to have our boy Master Chief you know, kill a bunch of aliens. Then he just whips out a, a booch game fuel, smashes it on his helmet. Fuck yeah. Blast. yeah. Kombucha helps me kill aliens. Kill aliens better. If you're not drinking Booch Blast, team? your KD ratio is less than one. 
<laughs> Whoa! <laughs> the uh, there was okay. There was a lot happening this past week. We talked about a little bit. One of the my favorite things to do now that we do have that uh, GBGB's Twitter account is to see all of these uh, brand pages reacting to the Capitol riots. <laughs> and it's like, it's shit like, here at Axe Body Spray, we don't condone any of these these activities. We don't condone white supremacy. Just wanted to say that Axe Body Spray here, um, just because they left behind a can of Axe Body Spray at the, at the riots. And I think that's fucking hilarious. Um, it's kind of like how Tic Tacs had to make a statement against Trump when Trump said that Tic Tacs comment. And they're like, here at Tic Tacs, we don't, uh, <laughs> we don't support any kind of uh, misconduct or anything. That's pretty good. I hadn't heard about that. I'm off the Twitterverse. Mm. Yeah, you should so. just Google a random brand. Um, Me Undies, very on it. Very on it with the the social, any any type of that. You know, I, I look up Me Undies, like Me Undies. You know, stands with civil rights. And I'm like, hell yeah, Me Undies. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that, but hell yeah. <laughs> Also, we've That's tracked the underwear names. of 18 different people who are using our product, <laughs> and we have turned them over to the FBI. Oh, yeah, we do microchip our underwear. So, <laughs> Who knew that microchipping all of our Nazi-designed underwear would be a good idea to track all these white supremacists? <laughs> you guys thought it was a bad idea. Look at us saving America. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So Sorry, let's Ryan. talk yes. about our. Can we do our Ben? Our Affleck's attic. Do we want to do? We're gonna go into Affleck's attic. We're gonna swing these wide doors open because I've been looking forward to this Affleck's attic since our inception. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. This bat Batfleck. We're finally doing it, baby. Can we, well, we're let's doing get, let's Batman, give, Superman. Let's give Affleck's attic an intro. Okay. Let's. Uh, yeah. Let's. Maybe I should. We should. <laughs> I feel like we don't know when people are going to come in on our show. You're right. Um, so, so for the for the first time watchers, um, I'm very sorry. Uh, what's that? You didn't do this at the lie. beginning. We know exactly when they're going to come in. Well, no, I mean, like you know, what, uh, if this is their first episode. Oh, I see. So, if, you know, if this is your first episode, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Affleck's Attic. You know, the concept behind Good Boys Gone Bland is. You know, we kind of dive into a topic and uh, beat that horse to death until it is extremely bland. Um, we did that, I think, uh, three Ben Affleck movies in, but we're still going, baby. Uh, we're doing Ben Affleck movies. We're trying to watch and review as many as we can take. And uh, this week, did Batman versus Superman. Will we do Justice League and Suicide Squad? Tune in to find out. Um, the answer is no. No. The answer Thanks is maybe. The answer is maybe. Um, Jace and I watched the ultimate cut of, of Batman Superman. We watched the Snyder cut because we've both seen it before. Ryan, you watched the standard. Is that right? That is correct. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, can you explain what you mean? Because not everybody knows what the Snyder cut means. All right. If you've been living under a gigantic rock the past five years, uh, Zack Snyder is famous for... Um, for making very long movies. And uh, he always talks, like one thing fans, Snyder fans always talk about is that uh, his director's cut is usually the better cut of the movie. Kind of like Ridley Scott's uh, Blade Runner. You know, you, you watch the director's cut, it's got extra scenes, explains more stuff. This cut of Batman Superman is about 30 minutes longer. 
It fleshes out some other scenes, but makes the runtime over three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking. Uh, I don't know how to technically. I don't know how to say it. Aberlo. Great. I just got like I told you this. Julie just got me my first bottle of scotch, and it's a Highland Single Malt. Ah, uh, scotchy okay. scotch. Mine's a little lighter color than that. Oh, I love it. Scotchy scotch. I'll have to check that out too, because I want to get more scotch at some point. I like this one a lot. Yeah, I've got it. So it's a. You might not have been on the call when I was talking to, telling this to Dally. It's I got Maker's Mark and um, Amaretto. It's called the Godfather. Hmm. It's usually Scotch and Amaretto. Godfather. You come to it's me. It's a pretty good Scotch. On this, the day of my daughter's wedding. That's pretty oh, good. Oh, you also talk Jason like this too. <laughs> Boy, is this the meeting for the guys who have who got hit in the throat too hard and yes. then they talk like this now? Yes, it is. Oh, it's nice to meet you on the day of my daughter's wedding. Is it your daughter's getting married too? Yes, that's why we're here at this this beautiful this church. breaking <laughs> convention. <laughs> oh, let's break this bread at this church. You come to break bread on the day of my daughter's wedding. I, th I think my daughter's getting married to your daughter on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Are they getting married? <laughs> oh, it's so nice to meet you. I swear that we didn't meet yet. So, Denali, uh, it, it's your turn. It's your week. Please it's take my the turn. floor and introduce us to the world that, uh, that, we're, that we're waiting for. Mm -hmm. The world of Snyder. Uh, this, uh, boy, this is a challenging synopsis here. This movie, Batman vs. Superman, John, Dawn of Justice, uh, takes place right after uh, the 2013 movie, Man of Steel. Uh, the end of the movie is basically Henry Cavill's Superman, who, by the way, is an awesome Superman, um, his end fight with General Zod in the middle of Metropolis. Um, the movie opens with Batman seeing what's going down in Metropolis. He's seeing all the carnage and the wreckage. Uh, and it kind of has a building tension to which both Batman and Superman obviously have to fight each other. Y y we've all been waiting for it, folks. Uh, it's it's got to happen. Uh, basically, Batman doesn't like Superman because he's uh, kind of a foreign alien invader from his perspective that has godlike powers. Uh, he has some kind of weird xenophobic shit going on with, with Superman. Uh, thinks he has no accountability and operates outside the law. Superman has the same views as Batman. And thinks he's a crazy guy wearing a costume, beating the hell out of people outside the law. Um, this kind of culminates with Lex Luthor pulling the strings um, and getting them both to fight each other. Lex ultimately just wants someone to kill Superman because he has some weird daddy issues complex, apparently. <laughs> um, and then uh, make up. They uh, Wonder Woman shows up. I guess that's another subplot, uh, and they end up fighting a real villain. 90% of the way into the movie, uh, facing off against Doomsday. Uh, they make up, set up everything for Justice League. Superman dies. What a crazy take. What a crazy thing to do at the end of a Dawn of Justice movie. Spoilers. Um, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie by now, I somehow... If you're a Superman, like, why would you not see this movie by... I just, you know... Hey, um, you're literally talking to someone who hadn't seen it until, like, two days ago. True. And who is it? That's... And who is a fan of the of the whole IP? That's true. Uh, this movie was a big, huge mess. Uh, Jason and I watched 
the ultimate edition, like I said, that has an extra 30 minutes to kind of explain some of the subplots that were glossed over. Um, it is not 30 minutes of makeup sex between Batman and Superman, like many people have surmised. Um, that's the Brian Snyder. I'm, Snyder I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, yeah, that is. That is the... I, th I think that will come out as we talk about the movie. You guys can tell me if my conceptions are a little incorrect or incomplete. Um, but I have some strong opinions about this movie, and I want to know if they were somewhat assuaged by the Snyder cut. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Was when I first saw this movie, I thought it was dog shit. Um, it was... Things were, were alleviated, I think, with the extra 30 minutes of, of content, in my opinion. It um, makes the story much more clear whether or not that actually affects how good the story is or how it's pulled off right kind of is up okay there. that's yeah. interesting can we let's start there mm -hmm. um my opinion of this movie is that it's completely indecipherable <laughs> it's like i'm watching this movie and it's in a different language that i don't speak and there's no subtitles um the, the it does not make sense at all like i'm i'm serious at all and I think about uh, 30 minutes into the movie, I was just uh, like, I do not know what is happening. I don't, don't know what any character is doing. I don't know what Lois Lane is up to, played by Amy Adams. Not to <laughs> knock on her performance at all. It's the script and, and the whole problem with the whole movie. But like, I did not understand the importance of what any one scene had. This is tough because we saw two different movies two but different movies one of the what you said you did say at the beginning uh in the first 30 minutes you had no idea the majority of the scenes added in snyder's cut for this film were in the beginning is what i'm hearing from mm -hmm. okay. the majority of people that have uh reviewed this movie yeah they uh, added tons more scenes of the africa sequence they even added an entire character um there was a whole character that was cut out um, and she was uh, one of the victims uh, of, of the families in the Africa scene uh, where, where Lois Lane is. And it kind of, they tie it into how Lex manipulated Superman, um, how he kind of framed him for all of these war crimes uh, in Africa, uh, and which led to the hearings and all, you know, all this other stuff, which yeah. led Batman into thinking he's a bad person. So, yeah, I think it explains why Lois is there. It, yeah, see, like, <laughs> I didn't get that at all the first yeah. time I watched it. <laughs> Wait, so, no, I'm legitimately confused. That was not... Okay, so the entire, the majority of the Snyder Cut of this film aims to add information about what the characters are doing and like why they're thinking what they're thinking. So in the beginning scene, in the, Af in the, in the Africa scene... <laughs> literally in the, my complaint of the movie. Yeah, in the Africa scene in the movie that you saw, there was a lack of information that showed mercenaries torching the bodies and killing people that led to people mm -hmm. believing that Superman came in and what? killed. Yeah, that that led people to believe that Superman came in and killed yeah. everybody. So they had to in this in this cut. What we're shown is the a CIA operative using Lois Lane as a scapegoat through Lex Luthor to bring her there because they know Superman will come when she's in danger, and they start killing people, flaming people to make it look like he uses laser eyes to kill a bunch of people and explode everything. And Lex Luthor sets up a fake victim of this entire campaign who testifies, I believe, in uh, in the U.S. Capitol against him. 
and it was all uh yeah the this one of the things yeah. he talked about is like not knowing maybe why I, I don't know if he said it, why they do or do not hate each other and they add I yeah. think like there's like 10 minutes of scenes where Lewis Lane Lois Lane is um investigating what happened Henry Cavill when he's Clark Kent is investigating Batman and he's literally in Gotham trying to find out about yeah. one of the people that he what? put in prison. Batman is investigating Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Jace, I'm the like legitimately confused like... because that was my exact criticism <laughs> of this movie was I was like the lowest so wait, let me get this straight. Like so Lois Lane is on an a report in Africa and suddenly there's like bad guys there and Superman shows up and kills a bad guy to save Lois. And then they, they're angry at him for killing this one bad guy, which that's, that shot was really cool. But anyways, yeah, the, <laughs> he kills, a, he kills one bad guy and then he gets dragged before the Capitol and they're like, you didn't kill, you didn't kill people. You, so you're telling me there's so wait, an entire so, so, subplot that makes so it wait all, so yeah. my complaint with this movie is i i thought you could just remove lois lane from the entire movie and the movie wouldn't change i thought the same when i saw it initially too so i'm right there because with there's no she, she's not related to the plot she's literally unrelated to the plot of the movie because she mm -hmm. just off in africa and on this mission mission that goes awry and then superman shows up and saves her and the U.S. gets upset that Superman, like, killed somebody, like, extrajudiciously, like, yeah. and that, and that's where it started to go downhill in the first 10 minutes, but, uh, <laughs> uh, um, can we talk about the beginning real quick of the movie, the very intro, um, yeah, where... I, I, I have a thought real quick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over the segment again, okay, I have a thought yeah, right ahead. here, it's the first line I wrote, it's probably backwards <laughs> for you guys, but it yeah. says intro, and then I wrote in quotes. This was my thought for the, the my first thought about the movie. I said, "Do we have to go through this again?" <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah. Why do we gotta watch his parents get murdered for fifteen more minutes, <laughs> like over and over again? I can't tell you how many times have you guys seen Bruce Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered just on any in any every media? single time. Every yeah, single time I watch anything. They refer it to they refer to it in things that aren't Batman. Yeah. Just other <laughs> and, and it comes that, up too much. And that was interesting to me because as it opened, I was like, okay, already I know that they're going to assume that I don't know jack shit about Batman. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm watching goes a into this. To... Oh, who's this Batman guy? Let's yeah, find, Batman let's find out. Superman? <laughs> I'm this watching like this starting movie point. So notion of this superhero. <laughs> you and then you know. Okay, okay. Then they took the exact opposite stance for the rest of the movie, and they didn't explain jack shit that has to do with Batman for the rest of the fucking movie. I have to say, in this one aspect, and I can either go into the shtick now. Which isn't great. You should do it. Take it. Take it away from me. I've done the last two sticks. The I I went through the same thought process. I hated the introduction. It's like there was a scene in the movie where Batman said, "I'm older now than my father ever was," 
and he's still Batman. He's still kicking ass. He's been fighting crime in Gotham for 20 years. They could have showed us all of that. They could have showed him as a young dude beat the shit out of people because <laughs> yeah. right, because That'd honestly, be cool. honestly, right now we're seeing unhinged Batman. He's brandishing people. He's branding people with a fucking Batman symbol and those people are getting killed in prison. His um God damn it. What's his butler's name? Alfred. Alfred? Alfred's like, oh, dude, man. what the fuck, man? You need Alfred's literally like, bro, you're off the charts <laughs> wild right now. But they showed that scene, and the only thing that I think that it's important and the reason that it pertains to this movie is because for some reason, the thing that makes Batman and Superman best friends in the very end is that Superman is like you have to save Martha. That is his mom. And I, I think the scene plays out really well because throughout the whole movie, I'm thinking Batman, Bruce Wayne is literally unhinged. Ben Affleck is like playing Batman really well. He's just like crazy that he hears his mom's name that also happens to be Superman's mom's name. And he's like, why'd you say that name? And while they showed her, while they showed like her, um, her grave multiple times as stupid as I thought the scene was where they become best friends because he says, save Martha in retrospect, you kind of have to have the scene where he becomes traumatized in the very beginning by seeing his mom die. Yeah. That, that's just do it briefly. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't really really agree with you. Jason. I don't think that opening with, it's something that's rehashed over and over and over is necessarily the best idea. I think, Jace, you mentioned the grave thing. I don't mean, I don't remember a grave thing. But like they, they could have had multiple they, they could have had multiple grave scenes where like he goes and talks to his they mom's did have grave. multiple grave scenes. You saw he, he went to his mom's they showed the actual <laughs> well, image yeah. with her name on it multiple times. Well, okay, that's good. They showed but, her birth certificate when her mom, when his mom was born. Yeah, they showed. <laughs> uh, do you you remember in Forrest Gump when Forrest goes to Jenny's gravesite mm -hmm. and he's talking to Jenny? If you didn't know anything else about Jenny, you would know that her number one, her name's Jenny, and number two, that he really loves her. So I think there's a different way to do it. And I was disappointed to have, like, to be bored during the first five minutes of the movie because it's a story I've heard a thousand times. And it's never any different. I, I definitely agree with that. What I wanted to get into is, right, you're a fan of the Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I am as well. Um, this movie was executive produced by Chris Nolan. He actually had his, uh, his fingers on the pie here. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and I think the quality difference is 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 pretty uh pretty substantial. But I would say the Batman portions of it were pretty good. I I don't know. I like the Batman portions a lot. I think that was pretty well done. I um, can I rant or is, is this let's give Denali, is let's get Denali a floor to speak for a yeah, while. Yeah, that we <laughs> rather than saying like the Batman scenes were good, can you talk about the Batman scenes then? Okay. So one of the things I wanted to get into was the intro of the movie mm -hmm. um, right after kind of the um, right after kind of you watch Batman's parents die. 
this is when when Bruce Wayne is in the city of Metropolis watching the havoc that's being wrecked by Superman and General Zod. You know, buildings are coming down and shit. Um, there's like, you know, you see the Wayne Tower fall. Everyone's running away from the tower, and he's like running towards it. So it's clear that he's someone who feels like that sense of self-sacrifice. Um, and I think that carries throughout the whole film. You see someone who feels like this enormous weight on him the entire time. You know, he's been whittled away by 20 years of shit. Um, but then, like, the scenes with Batman were that awesome warehouse scene that everybody talks about uh, where he uh, he comes to the floor and, you know, beats the shit out of, like, 20 guys. People talk uh, that about was that? awesome. I'm a big Batman fan. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the the scene, you know? Because that, that was that's my favorite always, scene in the movie. You know, I refer to. That was the favorite scene in the movie. I I, I'm, I wanted to talk about it, but like, that's the one scene I'm going to remember from this movie. Mm-hmm. The thing about that building scene, too, though, too, is like, okay, you remember how like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like, Bruce Wayne's employees are in the building, and they're watching General Zod's spaceship, which is two blocks away, shooting the laser, right? And then Bruce Wayne calls the building, he's like, get everybody out. And the boss is like, yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody yeah, so, get out of here. Everyone's like, oh my God. So like, literally, that was, that was the first the thing I, laser. So I had a, I had a uh, heading for a bad dialogue and I have a heading for good dialogue. I made the system because of that scene. And I wanted <laughs> the first, the first note I have is under bad dialogue. It says, the buildings are crumbling. And someone says, boss wants us out. He literally, he said, the reason they evacuate the building is he says, okay, uh, everybody, boss <laughs> yeah, wants Yeah, now we out. should probably leave. And <laughs> like literally, mid laser beam. There's four ceiling windows. They have a front row seat. Literally every Run. building in downtown Metropolis is Run. like, it's crumbling. And yeah. they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, boss wants bo- us to leave. He said we can get off. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, so are we? Are we imagining that every single one of those buildings was full of people who were just waiting for the boss to tell them to <laughs> evacuate the building? I think that's what was ha- happening. It's like, uh, yeah, I think now's pretty good. Uh, that you laser beam did evaporate that entire history. block, but like, yep. literally, the biggest event in human history. Not like. Not, not like American history or like our lifetimes. In human history, an alien shows up to planet Earth and starts destroying the most populated city on Earth. And you're like, oh, I'm still typing on I'm my gonna keyboard. Get this on, I'm going to get this on the IG, man. I'm not going to run away, man. I got to get I'm this, this sick footage. Like, my boss hasn't told me to go home yet. Capitalism. It holds its roots strongly in Metropolis. <laughs> That um, opening scene, too, had one of the most blatant product placement scenes because um, product placement was all over this fucking movie. Like, it, it was insane. Um, but this this beginning one was when Bruce or Bruce Wayne jumps into the Jeep, and it's like, you know, one of those, those box-shaped Jeeps, and it keeps zooming in on the Jeep logo, and it's perfectly clean, and he's, like, swerving through everything. And I think there's a scene where it smashes through the door of a, what's very obviously a Chevy Volt. Like, I feel like the... The Jeep team was like, yeah, fuck Chevy Volt. Like, I want you to smash through that door and not have a scratch on it and drive through the danger and make it really awesome. Like, it was gratuitous, I thought. It was like a good, it was a good, like, three minutes of this Jeep doing awesome shit, crushing other cars. I don't know. I just thought that was distracting. I'm immune. 
<laughs> I'm I'm absolutely <laughs> fucking immune because if if there was like if there were if there were multiple events of product placement, I missed every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it. Didn't you just buy a Jeep, Jace, and then uh, <laughs> crack open a Coca-Cola? <laughs> and then the other thing too, and this this kind of refers to the intro too in, in Metropolis. They kind of established that Clark Kent is seen as like a nerdy guy. Um, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's character, who's like the chief editor at the Daily Planet. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get some nerd shit for you to do or something. Where he's like, oh, yeah, don't let them steal your lunch money in Gotham, you little pansy or whatever. And like, That didn't happen. In my... In, in your my, version? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of uh, him being an asshole to him and treating him like a nerd. Like, Henry Cavill clearly can bench, like, probably 600 pounds. He, like, doesn't matter what shirt he's wearing. He is gigantic, dude. Like, and I can't even imagine any world where you think this guy's a nerd or a whip or something. Dude, I just I was like, are you serious, dude? Yeah, we did not get that character dynamic. Hmm. So scenes like that really, I think, are necessary though, because I don't, I don't have that, I don't have that opinion of the character. I just thought that I thought that Henry Cavill was in the wrong for not doing the right assignment at work. Like the boss told him to do a different assignment. That's all we got. He did that in ours too. Yeah, he. But. He was doing the whole oh, Daily Planet stands for something, blah blah blah, and you know, kind of, yeah. kind of did all that shit. Um, there was some really sick scenes with Superman. I thought, like, kind of cool Renaissance, uh, biblical art shit. With mm -hmm. Superman that was kind of hit us over the head a little bit, but I still think it was effective. I um, loved it. I love that part of yeah. it. Like, lean in. Like, like, seriously, lean in and take a bite of that, and don't just flaunt it like take make a batman versus superman movie where it's literally uh like a representation of the devil versus god like that would be so that would be so cool it would be very I thematic think they tried they yeah because they had the painting with the devil versus the god yeah Lex but Luthor's that's house. it like, but like and but then, like that didn't yeah. come that didn't come into play during like the fights it didn't come into play during anything there was two shots of the painting and that was pretty much it um there... i didn't catch that at all during the movie except for when they were just telling it to us and i feel like god this is gonna be maybe it for me but like i'm gonna rant again um <laughs> the uh the, this is this is gonna be my big rant this is going to be my, I think okay. it's going to be my big rant for the week. Oh, ho, ho. Um, I had a problem with this movie because it wasn't ambitious enough. They took a franchise that was very important to me as a formative teenager <laughs> in the original, um, the, the Christopher Nolan movies, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I love them. They were my favorite movies when I was a formative, uh, like, coming of age. And I think the problem for me is that this movie evoked none of the same emotions. The thing about Batman was that he was this guy who was on his own. And he, would, he, he does what he thinks is right. And he, he pursues justice. And he helps the less fortunate. And even though he's rich, he... He didn't, he's not a rich prick. He's like 
you know, down to earth and he's nitty gritty and he like he he gets his he gets his hands dirty and he does what the, the justice system won't because of bureaucracies in the way. That didn't happen in this movie at all. And it didn't like there was no point where I there was a sense of wonder. And as a Batman fan, all I got was some talk about gadgets. And then one scene where Batman was like branding somebody, but we didn't get to see it. And then the scene at the very end where Batman infiltrated Lex Luthor's prison cell. He like showed up out of nowhere. And that was a cool like, oh, wow, Batman can like appear whenever he wants. Uh, but like, no, and, and that's the thing for me is that this movie might as well not even have been a Batman movie. It Batman's character was just another superhero. It was, in a way, it was a Superman movie because of the villains and everything like that. But yeah, it was most. It was more like Superman versus a different villain, or a, a, a Superman versus some random hero. Where we got to draw one out of a hat and design his costumes that way, and there was just happened to be Batman. It could have been. It could have had the same exact plot and had a different superhero fighting Superman. And for me, I was just disappointed. I was waiting for this Ben Affleck, Zack Snyder take on Batman. And I didn't get it. I didn't get any interesting things happening. And there was this one point where we get... We're in the Batcave and it pans around and it shows us like the joker's writing on some sort of costume on one of his and i found out on the internet afterwards mm -hmm. that that was supposed to be like robin's costume like so wait yeah. so 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 wait a minute so you you're telling me that they had an idea where the batman that they have has had other adventures and he's had a robin and he's fought the joker and they don't give us any of that as background, as like to background to back. Oh, that wasn't in your movie. Character. They don't oh, yeah, give they had that. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and yeah, it was, it <laughs> no. Was but wild. seriously, like they, Michael Sarah was Robin. <laughs> they don't give us that background into Batman at all. They don't. They literally do not tell us what this Batman's personality is like. The only thing they tell us about Batman's background is that his parents were killed in an alley after a movie, which we know. And that's what made it so that's what made it so frustrating to me is that it was not it was not a different take on Batman. It was the same thing. This movie the whoever made this movie and was thinking about Batman just wanted to make a movie with Batman in it and they didn't want to make a Batman movie. Yeah, I I sorry. <laughs> no, I I I agree with what you're saying, Ryan. Uh, I know you've got a lot of opinions about Batman and and I, I definitely, I think I agree with with most of that too. Like, I kind of did the rule of tell, not show, uh, with Batman's story. My counterpoint to that is Ben Affleck looked fucking great, dude. He was so oh, yeah in this movie. We got yeah, read, yeah. And that's why Amazon I was trivia. that's why I was in the support. I was so stoked for Ben, who's like one of my favorite actors. Like, I'm I'm a bigger Ben Affleck now after doing this podcast. Like, he's mm -hmm. probably my second favorite actor. Uh, besides our Lord and Savior Tom Cruise, it's the Stockholm, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it's the Stockholm but syndrome like, with, with Ben for me too. Yeah. It's I was so excited. It was my two like these two things that like are I have this emotional connection to. Ben Affleck's body and <laughs> Batman the character. Yeah, I, absolutely. He gained twenty pounds of muscle for this role. Um and got down to eight percent body fat. He said he trained two hours a day. And he said he fucking hated it. <laughs> well, but for almost great, no dude. reason, too, because he looked completely CGI'd. He, he was in the suit, but there was the one shirtless scene where he's, like, working out with the tire. And I'm kind of like, all right, dude, yeah. like, you're going to face off against Superman. doesn't matter how many pull-ups you do. He is going to insta-kill you instantly within a fraction of a picosecond. It doesn't matter how many guys. I would just go in. With a dad bod, man. I guess. Why are you working out before you face off this dude? I think the only thing that I, I agree with you... I mean, that's a lot to unpack. I agree with you on some levels. I think this is more of a Justice League movie than they let on. And I think the mm -hmm. topic of our podcast being um, Affleck's Attic at the moment and how we are rating these movies based on his import to them... I think what you said thematically is fair, but I think when you judge the movie as a whole, as it's a precursor to the Justice League, um, I do think is like like volume wise, Batman himself was maybe lower than I would have wanted. But I think when you get into these films where you've got three, four superheroes, and you're trying to show how super they are but you're trying to put forth a story in the way that they did it can be hard and that leads to the detraction from batman being the batman that you wanted him to be yeah 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 this was a superman album featuring batman yep yeah absolutely I think absolutely it was yeah. superman is right now their can, top dog can i push back so, Jace, I totally agree with you. Yeah. But why would they do that? Yeah. Like, that I, <laughs> I know. I know. I yeah. You're correct. You're, you're totally correct in every in every aspect. But like, that doesn't make it a good idea. <laughs> like, why? Batman was cool as shit. They should have. They were. He was so. Everybody cool. says, yeah, Affleck's the best part of the movie. Like everyone, that's kind of the consensus. Everyone's like. Oh yeah, the bat the Batfleck was the part everyone liked, and that's why they greenlit the fucking standalone movie and shit. That's not happening anymore. Um, like, why would you not, not capitalize on that? Also, the Superman Batman fight was cool. That was good. I uh, I disagree. I thought that was totally lame when I saw it. I did not like the Batman Superman fight. I thought it was extremely boring. It just felt like okay. First of all, let's let's ignore. It. We can go over this later about why they're fighting. That was. Totally ridiculous. No, actually, you know what? This is fucking bullshit. Like, stupid. Denali, I'm putting the ramp back on. Ended the fight. Two sentences ended the fight. It was like, oh, Martha's my mom. She's being held hostage. Can you help me? Oh, oh, yeah, totally. Fight ended. Batman's on his side. I'm going to help your mom. I'm making a promise. He could have fucking said that. But instead, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to be weird and cryptic about this shit. I'm going to take someone who's already hostile and not explain anything. And I guess I'm going to do option two where I try to kill him. Like, that's that was Superman's thing, right? And, like, Batman has the mouth window, you know? For some reason, he thought that was a good idea with his exosuit, where he has his exposed jaw. Like, Superman 
wanted to finish this fight, he could have just ripped his jaw out and pulled his spine out through that tiny hole. Like, what the fuck was he thinking? And anyways, yeah, the fight was just him, just kind of, it was really dark. He just, they kept pushing each other and just slamming each other through a bunch of toilets and shit. Um, I don't know. That that one was less fun to me than the Doomsday fight. I did Oh, think- yes, the Doomsday fight was better. But the thing I liked about it is that, and this again, I think this is a, this is a take they could have dove into. What if what if that fight scene had this different um like I had a different thing. So so Batman doesn't have the suit and Superman is kryptonited. So Superman is almost like a normal person, a little bit stronger than normal. He's like he can't really kill him, right? Cuz you can't like you can't He's still a guy who not kryptonite if he's still. a normal yeah, but imagine Batman doesn't have the super mega exoskeleton suit. It's not like a Gundam fighter anymore, and Batman has to be Batman. Batman has to like use this, use his like stealth tricks, and use the more than one mm-hmm. trap he laid because he laid one trap in this. But like, yeah. Batman can hide in the dark and can confuse Superman and attack him when he's not looking. And what if he Batman? Yeah, but instead they just like hand fought, which was kind of strange. And I think they could have went to this area where Superman has relied on his entire life on just being super strong. And he doesn't know how to fight. Batman knows how to fight. And so those could have been a that could have been a cool like conflict and like a fight with a conflict, right? A thematic fight. Um, that that could have been way cooler. I got a little bit. Um, I just thought it was, the choreography was cool. I <laughs> love I love that fight. I actually love I love that fight because I the Batman well, Superman the one. Batman Superman fight. And this will come into this is like my my favorite shot of the film is Batman standing up out of the fucking Batmobile. And then that's the point when he delivers the scene. It's like, do you bleed? And then he, and then Superman flies cool. away. And he's like, because you will, or like, I'll, because I'll make you, or whatever. And that's just yeah, like that was, was like, like the line, but yeah, the the um uh, he he did he said something. Yeah, I'll make you, you Buster. Will. Because you will. Yeah, he yeah. said this second. But then <laughs> because but then, I'll kick your butt. <laughs> we get we get into that fight, and I think it's so cool because. You can tell that Superman is I, I think it's a weird thing because what do you what do you think about a lot of movies? You can reach um when you're in these situations, you can think as any type of person that most of the conflict could be resolved by two adults having a normal conversation. And that's kind of a problem. That's a really big problem in this film. And it really jumps out to you. But Superman is so reserved and he fucking it's like it shows the magnitude of his power without, you know, that suit is super strong as shit, but he puts his hand on him and pushes him like 90 yeah. feet and he just fucking flies. And then yeah, he's like, that was a you, cool shot. I really like that. He'd, you'd already be dead if I wanted you to. He'd, he'd like, you would be. Yeah, I could that was a kill. cool line. That was a cool line. And the fight continues on. And like, we talked about the gadgets a little bit. The fact that he was able to weaponize the kryptonite after stealing it and he turned it into a gas and then you see Superman get hit with it. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, this is the next best line in the movie is, um, is you're afraid. Men are brave. 
And it's like Batman is literally like, you're not a human. You're not a man. And then just they start going to town and he's fighting him as best as he can. And it's so it's cool. It's kind of a racist this statement yeah uh, yeah <laughs> a little bit it's so cool to see him fighting against the clock though too with the effect of the kryptonite and then the effect of the kryptonite wearing off like I, another one of my favorite scenes is him punching him and you see like for the first time in his life superman feels weak because yeah. he's getting hit with kryptonite and then he's like batman is punching him and he's got the super exosuit and he's punching him and you see him hit the wall hit the wall yeah and then it affects him less and then it just stops on his face and it's that like, was a really cool shot and it's just like oh my god i love that whole i loved the uh the like ingenuity and then he just covers I, his face <laughs> i i liked the three times that they used superman's weaknesses because i think it's not stated but that gas I think it was like lead gas because Superman flies through it and Batman isn't where he thought he would be. Batman's off to the side. So mm. it's like some atomite. He was able to atomize lead so that Superman couldn't see through it. Didn't get that. Is that what that is? I didn't I, get that either. I think it has to. Why would why would a smoke is... screen affect Superman? It has to be some kind of wow. like Total... atomized so... lead. Why? Yeah. Wow. So that would have been so cool, That's a longer... Jace, that would have been so cool. Like, if they set that up. Yeah, right? Imagine them having, like, Batman testing that. You know, in his, in his back just being like, why did a smokescreen work against Superman? Yeah. Because yeah. he just, like, he flies through it at him. And he's like, where the fuck is he? And that's when he turns to the right and he hits him with the kryptonite grenade launcher. And I, I thought that whole scene was fucking sick. Bottom line, they could have had a conversation. Superman could have been like, Ugh. but we've been this whole time. We've been seeing two Titans kind of fight at each other. Kind of had to shoehorn in the fight with two with some of the greatest shots in the film. And some of the best lines, in my opinion. I agree, Jace. I did like that. I, I did like that scene a lot as much as I was harking on it. Like, I just think there was there should have been more background. A lot of the individual shots or the individual ideas they had were good. I think that they could have dove in head first a little bit stronger. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree. There, there were some really cool things. We didn't even talk about Doomsday because there, there's they're the last. I <laughs> yeah. thought that was cool ish. Like the the when, were, uh, he made a baby with Zod's dead body when uh... okay the, the making of was terrible and very very unintelligible why so f for those of you who don't know uh this <laughs> yeah, entire movie for those of you non-nerds for, for the for this entire movie it's about batman and superman and lex luther is doing stuff behind the scenes to make them fight each other mm -hmm. throughout the movie there's a few scenes tacked on here or there where like lex luther is trying to take the dead body of a character who was in the first movie to the ship that crashed in the first movie. It's very kind of it's very confusing, don't worry. And we learn at the end of the movie that Lex Luthor was making a giant Superman villain. And that's really interesting to me that the the coolest part of the movie, the, the villain, had exactly zero buildup. It was just like, oh really? You think this movie is over? 
well, it's not over. There's a whole different type of movie coming up. And then from then on, it was an action movie, which was fine. The action movie part was actually pretty good. But it was so that's the background. Um, Doomsday was a cool villain. The villain that Lex Luthor created to fight Superman was cool. Thematically, Doomsday is always cool. He's the anti- We had no history. We had no idea about that Doomsday was coming. If you don't know who Doomsday is, you're... Yeah. You're and it seemed like it seemed like they could have been like, and this is Sparsgar, the Superman villain. He okay, and he so, comes from the planet Jib Jub. Tinelli is so locked out right now. <gasps> they um they I don't know, so the like story wise, Lex Luthor tells the Sen- the CIA or like the, the Secretary of Defense type person that he needs access to zod's body and the ship uh-huh. and then he yeah. has his knife and he cuts the fingertips so he can get the fingerprints off of zod's body with his uh kryptonite scalpel i remember that and i then, remember him cutting skin but i don't know what that was it, for and then he gets access to like the kryptonite super den which is filled with liquid and a compute a supercomputer that can tell yeah. that tells Lex Luthor the entire history of kryptonite if he wants it and then he creates the 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 robots like that's not allowed by the council and he's like the council's dead whatever make doomsday and then it literally it. yeah yeah when it busts out when when doomsday busts out of his womb the the when he when he bursts out of his sack he's like meet your doomsday or some shit yeah that line was yeah that line was kind of actually kind of interesting uh but we didn't know like i i knew lex luther was doing that stuff but it didn't make any sense why he was doing it one benefit of like the extended edition is like they really make it more like daddy issues the movie like they'll they explain like lex luther's whole reason for doing all this shit is because they might have said this in the standard but like it was because of his dad, his abusive father. His mm-hmm. abusive father had all that power and shit, right? I got a and little then, like, bit of it. Yeah, and he kind of explained, like, Superman has all this power. Like, I want to show that this guy can fucking bleed or some shit. Like, I want to beat him uh, no matter what the what the stakes are. So he makes this, because he's just unhinged. I think he's just a fucking crazy guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they got from it. It wasn't done well. I thought he was just a bad villain. You guys think, uh, you guys think Superman gets high off Kryptonite? Like, he takes like a little bit of it. Like it's probably the only thing that can get him high. Because like nothing affects him. Like, do you think he probably just like takes a small bit of it and just like Or or he has to put it, it in something? drugs? Mm. <laughs> yeah, he has to, he has to do kryptonite and then smoke a joint. And so it's like actually kind of low-key really valuable for him. Because he can't like relax without it. Yeah, I, I just feel like that's a thing that they don't I think maybe you brought up a different point in that like Superman's probably straight edge. Absolutely. Like involuntarily straight edge. Yeah, which is the like most pent up straight edge you can be. <laughs> he's actually really, like, really punk. In fact, he's so punk yeah. that he can't be punk. He's the yeah, he's only not even person with, with the straight that can edge. be the way yeah. he is. I feel like this is a, a bad subplot that's never been explored with Superman in this hundred years. Couldn't he just um alternatively, couldn't he just like because it's the sun? I don't know if he knows oh. that it's the sun that gives him power. He could just like stay does, yeah. in a shack and like punch so many times so that he depletes the solar energy in his body yeah. and he could go on a bender. 
He could just like he's the guy who needs a cave. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Can we go into our ratings? Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. You guys want to get into your your Ben ratings here? I mean, Brian, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start off because I got a lot to say. Uh, I am disappointed <laughs> not in Ben. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in the in the amount of Ben, the volume of Ben. I think Ben was very good. Very, very good. There was a few lines that were delivered perfectly for comedic timing, too. Um, the uh, When Doomsday is about to roast his ass and, he, and Wonder Woman shows up to save the day, right before that, uh, <laughs> Ben's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, a really, really good, like, Ben, funny, lighthearted, like, oh, shit moment. And oh, then there's you. a line where... Ben's talking about to Alfred, I think, where he says, like, Alfred's basically asking or impliedly asking, how are you going to kill Superman? Like, and uh, Ben's giving his, his family history. He's like, do you know how my family got, what, like, the history of my family? It's like, they originally traded in pelts and skins or something. They were hunters. And I thought, like, that scene was, like, really cool. Um, ben was a kind of a badass. Like, when you... Yeah, if, he was. You, you, you do not want to fuck with Ben Affleck uh, after this movie, I think. And that was a really cool, uh, physically intimidating. Um, and I got that from his performance as well. I just... How cool would it have been to get like an hour of Ben? Hour of him. <laughs> Seriously, like a Ben background. Like, oh man, I think that would have been so cool. And... Unfortunately, that's going to drop my Ben rating pretty low, but like 10 out of 10 quality, like pretty high on the Benniness because he was horny at one point. I I, I have a note that said, um, finally got horny at 50 minutes. I thought the fight, his fight scenes were really good. <laughs> he was a little horny. So volume was just way too low. Yeah. And it's not even like Armageddon where he was involved in all the scenes, yeah. but was like low down. Like there was a lot of scenes where he just straight up was not involved. So I think on the Ben scale, I'm sadly going to have to give it like a four. All right. Fair enough. Huh. Four from the Rye man. What do you got? Jay Swiss. Dan Alley. I want, I want you to go. I'd like to interrupt. You want our me to go? Okay. Order. I'd go. like to interrupt our usual order. I want you to go. Okay. All right, fine. Uh, for me, it's going to be a seven. This was a solid Ben performance, in my opinion. Kind of like what I said about Argo. This is uh, a Ben that's been a lot through a lot of shit. I think he carries that well. I think he did a really good job with the role. Um, but yeah, my issues were, were the volume. He was pretty Benny in this movie, uh, but I think he played a, a better, more endearing part. Um, you know, and I'm I'm everyone on the internet saying they want a Ben Affleck standalone Batman at the risk of retreading very well tread ground. I want that movie too. I want more Batman. I thought he was great. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, this is a hot take because it'll be different than my movie rating. This is a 10 out of 10 Ben score for me. Yeah, I I have the same gripes with you, both, both of you, that the volume is low. And I just, if I could give this movie a 14 the lack of volume would bring it back down to a 10, which is basically how it's turning out. I think, 
I think honestly, he's like the perfect Batman. I loved how he portrayed him. So fucking good. Like, I can't believe he got so much shit and they gave so much shit for him being Batman. It's like he took the best parts of the accountant and his acting in the accountant mm -hmm. and applied it to Batman. It's so like in the Ben verse, like Bat Batman is literally like five to ten years after Bat as after Ben Counton. I don't, I don't know. I loved it. <laughs> I um, which Denali, I would love to hear your thoughts on the Ben verse and where this lies. But like, yeah, volume was low. He was horny for justice. He he held his idea. <laughs> he held his ideals like throughout the entire film. It was the him him being Batman was the shining point of this movie for me, and probably my best, uh, probably my favorite performance. I wish there was more because yeah. I would just I would lap that shit up. Ten out of ten, Ben Meter for me. This Crazy is, here. This is my ten. This is above. Right. If I gave Gone Girl ten, this gets shooed in above it. Gone Girl gets pushed down a little bit for me, and wow. that's uh. Yeah, and that's something I'll talk about. In my it was movie a better review. movie than Gone Girl. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Jace, I, I totally agree. Like, I'm fantasizing about. I wish that they shot more Ben footage that was cut, so then I could maybe get, like see it. Mm. I, I, I loved it that much. I'm there's a in my mind there's a move there's a universe where this movie is as good as Watchmen. And Watchmen is this movie, and uh, I'm gonna go into I'm gonna transition to my movie score. I I struggled with this movie. Yeah, I really struggled because I zoned out. I got this one point where like the dog wanted out, and normally my eyes when I'm watching a movie like I'm glued to the screen. I don't look away. I don't look at my phone or anything like that. The only time I look is I look down to write my notes, and I usually pause it. Um, the it was a part in the movie where I was just like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to let the dog out. Like, and just let the movie play. Because I'll be that much further along in the plot by the time I get back. And that hasn't happened for a while. That hasn't happened since, like, geez, Armageddon. We for watched me. Surviving Christmas. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a low score because it was bad, but I loved it. Like, uh, so for me... This is in the Armageddon tier. Sadly. Stank I, tier. Yeah. For me, it's like so bad. Just I'm disappointed. If I, if, I, if I have a meter and it's just like hated it, disliked it, or I would say hated it, disappointed in it, disliked it, liked it, and loved it. Like This isn't disappointed. It's in the lower half of the one through five scale. But I like Ben mad, so much. You're just disappointed. I like Ben so much that I'm going to give this movie a 3 out of 10. Merciful. Mm -hmm. I think Zack Snyder has a lot of promise, and he's made one of my favorite movies in Watchmen. Um, I would rather watch Watchmen again than watch this, even though I've seen it like four times. I, and it's longer. <laughs> this, this harkens back to a different movie review where I said, I asked the question, could this be someone's favorite movie? And I think the answer is no, because if you're a superhero move, superhero fan, you're going to find a different movie to like. If you're a Ben Affleck fan, you're going to find a different movie to like. If you're a 
Batman fan, you're going to find a different movie to like. And it was very close to being Superman versus Batman, what we dreamed of, but really it was just like a Watchmen ripoff. And I think that anybody who thinks this might be their favorite movie should probably watch Watchmen again. Um, it also didn't teach me a lot about film. Hot take. It also didn't teach me a lot about film. Like There was nothing innovative. There were some shots that were interesting, and I think this is Zack Snyder's thing, where he does the interesting color, color palette. So he'll do like a black and white or a yellow or red color palette to a, to a shot, and that gives it like a usually a sense of place or time. The individual shots were shot, or the scenes were shot well. He did he had a lot of invisible cuts. I'm a, I'm a fan of invisible cuts. Um, it's where you can't quite tell that there was a cut in editing, like the camera position and the actor position is very natural. So like when a character is sitting down, you can make a cut to that camera being higher. When a character turns their back, you can make a cut to now you see their face from a different angle. Um, things like that were done well, but the transitions were just so bad. I couldn't comprehend it. The writing was terrible. Yeah, like when I first saw this movie, absolute dog ass, dude. I fucking hated it. I talked shit about it so much. If I had to like put a give it a rating, it would have been like a one. Um, this extra 30 minutes... Like, it was a hard sell, because people were like, oh, man, extended cut's so much better, dude. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to repair everything. I'm like, I don't want to watch an extra fucking 30% of a movie that I already thought was dog shit. Why would that make it better? Uh, but weirdly enough, it did. I'd, I'd bump it up uh, for me. This is going to be a five. It was uh, it was very okay. thing. It actually made sense. I wasn't confused like I was with the first movie. There's bits and pieces in there that I thought was entertaining. There was some cool fights. There was some great ass shots like what you'd expect from from Zack Snyder um you had some last little, little too much brooding for my tastes um but yeah middle of the road for me that's gonna be a five arena one thing I want is like I want the Ben Affleck standalone Batman movie but I want it to be a surprise um mm. I want like I want Warner Brothers to produce a Martin Scorsese directed mobster movie right it's a great fucking movie. This is going to be an Oscar contender. You got Robert De Niro. You know, you've got all those guys in there. It's going to be like, you know, the beginning's like, I always wanted to be a mobster ever since I was a kid. And they're like running a casino and everything. Everything's like culminating to this Did big you say job. I always then, wanted to be a mobster ever since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, like what he said in. Uh, <laughs> That's in not Goodfellas. the line. He's like, I always wanted to be a mobster since I was a kid. <laughs> I always wanted to be a mobster ever since I was a little boy running around in the streets of Brooklyn. I came out of the, the, in the diapers and I was like, I want to be a mobster. Bang, bang. And then that, that line is one of the most iconic film lines ever. That's how he said it, right? It, well, it doesn't matter. Well, I was it's a going to culminate in this movie um, all the way to the end to get the big job. And then Batman shows up. 90% of the movie's gone and just beats the living shit out of everybody and fucking arrests them. And you don't see it coming at all. Like, it is not a Batman movie. There's no buildup at all. Batman just breaks through the window, the skylight, and just starts, like, throwing boomerangs and shit and, like, shurikens and people are dropping. He's, like, breaking elbows in half. Dude, that's actually then... a really good idea. <laughs> and they'd, it's Ben Affleck. They'd have to <laughs> pay him a shit ton of money so that he wasn't on, like, the film roll at all Dude. until after it's released. Yeah. Imagine this. Hey, imagine this. This, so, it's the plot of this movie, but told from the perspective of the CIA agent. Or, like, the Lex Luthor agent. 
and we don't know that it's Lex Luthor or anything like that, but they right. kidnap Superman's mom. <laughs> we don't know it's Superman's mom. And then at the end of the movie, we get the warehouse scene. Yeah. And he just, With, you, you're the guy, and he's getting, the, there's a bunch of gunshots, and people get the shit beat out of him outside of a door. And he's like. <laughs> yeah, and, and then well, it, it cuts, and Batman, like, shut, it shows up, and ha we have that awesome long shot of Batman just beating shit out of everybody. That would be really good, dude. That's actually really funny. It would be that's good. Really if, like, that, that's really good. If, if all the henchmen, they, they, like, really built up their characters, where they're like, Hey, what are you going to do after this last job? It's like, well, I think I'm going to save enough money to get my mom out of the hospital. You know, I really wanted to get her to a better place. And they're all, you get kind of like this building up thing. One guy's in there. He's like an undercover cop and he's like kind of struggling. He's like making friends with these guys and he doesn't want to bust them and everything. And then Batman shows up, the breaks three dudes' necks, slits a guy's throat, uh, lights a guy on fire. <laughs> Wait, that's, that's another thing about Batman. It's like Christian Bale's Batman. He's like, no kidding. kill. And then. Ben Affleck's Batman is like no survivors. No one is leaving here. <laughs> That's another. He's depraved. Well, it's fucking okay. Wild. Has... Okay. Um, I have, I have, I know, Jace. You need to do your 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 movie review because I have a I have a post segment that I want you guys to do with me. Okay, and it has to do with this. All right, Jace. My uh, uh my movie review. So. Do, 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 do. I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, and I had to watch this movie this morning, day of podcast, day of recording. Jesus. I don't, not only was, I mean, it was hard because it was three hours long, but I don't want to ever do that again. Um, we've come a long way from me not thinking critically about movies at all to having a critical thought about artistic pieces. Um, and that kind of weighs into my rating. So I'll just, fl flat out, I'm going to give it a six. But I, I saw this movie two times. I saw the theatrical cut, and I saw this the director's cut today. And taking out the fact that we can think, that I've been thinking critically about these movies, I like to watch it beforehand, or days before, so that I can sleep on it, and so that I can think about it in the time coming up to this film. Because I'm still very much a person that if you put a movie in front of me, I can turn off my brain and just enjoy it for what it is. I gave, Sur I gave Surviving Christmas a pretty high score, because I like Christmas movies, and I thought it was a unique idea. Um... I know that when I left the movie theater, I was like, fucking cool, Batman versus Superman. I love watching superheroes do superhero things, be super, beat the shit out of bad guys. Um, I thought thematically this movie was good with, with the, like the color palette with what you said as it progressed through. I thought it carried it. I thought all of the characters like had this the cynicism to them. Um, I don't think that Lex Luthor was like carried out the best. I don't like that Doomsday, who is like historically in the universe, this crazy superhero, like super, like way str str stronger than Superman is the absolute Superman killer. I don't love that he was just thrown in at the end. I think I'm a bit severed from you guys. I didn't love the fight. 
Um, I was watching it in high definition, but it was like a black garbled mess on screen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, that kind of detracted from it. Mm -hmm. But like, so, so solid six in this film, just like thematically superhero. I'm super easy to please is what I'm finding out for myself when it comes to superhero movies. I can just Nothing watch some of that, man. I can watch something and I can just like, like it. And I need time to, to actually step back and think about them, which is what I'm seeing here because... Um, the other reason it gets a six, Honestly, Ryan, you man. mentioned this, I stopped watching. I noticed that like two hours in, I was on my phone and I was like on Reddit and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I missed the warehouse. I fucking missed the warehouse. You guys started talking about the warehouse scene. I missed the warehouse scene earlier because no. the movie, the movie is so long that I, I had to do something. And I was like, whatever, the movie's been this long up till this point. I'm not going to be anything cool. <laughs> so, Solid Six. There's nothing wrong with just enjoying a movie, Jace, like you are. You don't have to be a cynical bastard that wants yeah. to find something wrong with everything. You know, oh. it's actually, you know, it's a better state of mind to just enjoy something. And I, think. I think that's a good idea. I think it's good to say that, too, because I love movies. Yeah. Like I love watching movies that I love Please, too. Films. I love most movies. Movies. <laughs> I love movies that uh, that aren't good too. Like objectively good. So I think I come off as more of a cynical asshole. But I, what I don't love is a movie that doesn't make hard decisions. It doesn't try to be something that it wants mm -hmm. to be. If it tries to be something that everybody's going to love, I'm probably not going to like it. Uh, because I want to be attached to a movie subjectively. I want to find quirky, weird things that I'll just love. I didn't find those yeah. in here. That's fair, yeah. I think your criticisms are very fair and valid, and I actually agree with pretty much all of them. So, well, you know, we're, we're prisoners in our critiques. So I have one <laughs> f closing remark yeah. in that um, mm -hmm. I know they discussed, like, in in universe why superman couldn't stop the bomb at the capitol but like he's superman just like unhinge your jaw and kirby the explosion in your mouth dude like <laughs> you're superman <laughs> yeah what's not even mentioned the capitol scene which is that ironically oh, really yeah. emotional with what happened yeah like i was i did not expect my reaction to that i was like yeah i was because I did not see that coming. I didn't see it coming at all. Um, yeah, neither did Superman. Yeah, Julie was asleep. <laughs> 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 I, had to, I had to wake up and make her rewatch it. Well, um, explosions bore me. So when I saw the explosion, I was like, boring. I thought <laughs> <laughs> that, that applies I, in I have a, <laughs> I have a exercise I want to take you guys on. Ooh. Um, for our... Okay. For our end closing thoughts, mm -hmm. have either of you seen the trailer for the new Batman movie coming out? Yes. With the vampire? Robbie Pattinson? Yes. Robbie Pats, baby. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen it, Jace? I, uh, it's not fresh in the mind, but I watched it. I know okay. I it. Right now, let's rewatch the trailer for The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, the Two minutes, some long trailer that came out a few months ago in like in August. We'll, we'll pause the video because we cannot play it. <laughs> and we'll come back and I want to talk about it. Mute, we'll all mute ourselves. 
And I want to see what your thoughts are because you guys were talking about Batman being like unhinged and depraved. And I was, I did not yeah. get that. <laughs> it looks fucking great. God, it looks put, so. Put okay, Ben so, Affleck so in it. <laughs> so, so we just finished, I'll watch the trailer. I like that looks so good. That looks so fucking good. Yeah. And when you guys were talking about Ben Affleck being like this unhinged Batman, I didn't get that at all. I, I I didn't get that at all. And then I was wanting this I this that like, with the Martha scenes or the <laughs> him. I Why'd you say her name? Why'd you say her name? <laughs> well, I was wanting this more gritty than even the Christopher Nolan movies because the Christopher Nolan movies is like he's like a no kill Batman, right? And yeah. so mm-hmm. uh in this movie, it's like he's young and unhinged. He hasn't learned discipline yet. And I think they're doing a different take. Um, and the, that scene, there's a scene in the trailer where he just beats this guy to death. Like, that single cut, too, like, it wasn't it wasn't a complex fight scene, right? It was a simple fight scene, and it was just one-on-one. Yeah, it was just a brutal beatdown. Yeah. <laughs> really, really cool. Uh, I like... I'm excited about it. And I think I love Robert Pattinson. Like that trailer right there had more Batman ish scenes than the entire Batman vs Superman movie. Yeah. The thing about Robert Pattinson being in this movie, um, it, it kind of begs the question of like, you know, could you, could you recast Ben Affleck, let's say in the nineties as, as Robert Pattinson's role in twilight? Um, Cause I think he would totally fucking fit as Edward. Yeah. And then Jacob would definitely be Matt Damon. Like you look at you look at Matt Damon's whole vibe, and even their faces look kind of similar. You got like the same a, kind of a recasting and... every week. We look at, we do an alternate universe take. <laughs> Dude, I think there's a '90s Twilight with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon there. That wouldn't be bad. No, who I think, plays? I think it would hey, work. hey, who is? Uh, what their face? I don't even know the name of the girl. The girl. Oh, um, it would be the lady who shows up in all those Tim Burton movies. Um, what's her name? Helena Bonham Carter. Were we talking? Yeah, about? Helena Bonham Carter. She would be. She'd be Kristen Stewart's character. If we were, if Jace, oh, if we remade uh, the Twilight oh, no, movies. No, no, no. No, dude, it would be Jennifer Connelly from the nineties. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, it would be Jennifer Connelly, oh, man. Matt like, Damon, post labyrinth. And- it would make sense. I think the vibes fit, I think. And Matt Damon has werewolf energy. Matt Damon has werewolf energy? I think that's the first time that sentence has been said. I'm... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, you didn't... You've talked about this every other podcast except this one. And that's just that, like, if... You took Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck's chins and you put them together. You could, you could, you could fit the entire volume of the water <laughs> that floods the Sahara Desert every year through them, because you the gap make, is so big. <laughs> you could make, yeah, you could make some serious like engineering devices from it too, right? Like, yeah. You know, normally we have a we have an insert we have a, a a lead actor that you know kind of meets Ben's chin, but it's almost kind of the the same knuckle chin. to knuckle. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> like 
Do you think if like they ever shared a milkshake at uh, an old school like soda soda jerk, they could just that they could uh, just run the straw the through their <laughs> chin gap? <laughs> the best ass in that entire movie filled with spandex was uh, Henry Cavill's chin, his ass shaped chin. I think. Yeah, we didn't see enough sexy Ben. We didn't see I enough, have... like, naked Ben. We I... saw one naked Ben he... Ooh. In, the, in the shower oh, scene. Oh, in the shower! That was in the director's cut. I do know that was yep. only in the director's cut. <laughs> That's two times yeah, we've I don't seen know Ben ass. I have one more Matt Damon comment, is, and it's uh, Matt Damon was almost cast as Lex Luthor in this movie. How fucking bonkers would have that That would have been? been good. I th- might have preferred that. Yeah, I think they were like, good. this is too much. Like, too obvious, you know. And then I heard Chris Pine was almost cast as a Flash as well. Well, he was in there for like three seconds, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, oh, by the way, that's the thing too, is like, if you don't know about the DC, like, comic Superverse. Um, oh, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. Imagine my grandma watching this movie and be like, who is this guy? Like, showing up out of, like, the the gaps between time and space uh, the talking to Batman in the middle of a scene. Oh, no, okay, it's the Flash, and there's a Flashpoint tr- like, plot line Yeah, where Grandma Flash wouldn't know that. So, back, so fast that he can go backwards through time, but we're not going to explain that at all. That, that's like Speed one, Force, you know. That's one comic book version of Flash. And it happens right after his crazy dream too, so you're just like... What part was the dream? Fuck. Okay. So can we quickly pick? Yeah. So we're, we're trying to decide what genre we want to be. I don't want to do another three-hour one, but no, thank you. The town is looking good to me because I heard that one was great. But that's a, that's like didn't. What did we do last week? Argo. We did Argo. Yeah, that's that's gonna be like Argo. four serious movies in a row. Oh, you want to go fun? You gonna go fun, Fleck? I kind of want to go fun flag. We can do. Is Dazed and Confused the Ben Affleck movie? I think it is. Yeah, he's in it for a little bit. He's like a or Chasing role. Amy. I I would Chasing Amy. But I think is it funny, right? Yeah, I I've did, never seen I, it, but it's a comedy. I think we go Chasing Amy, and we finish strong on number ten with the town. How many years are we doing? Yeah, director. Yeah. It'd I be fun to finish well, strong on a movie that he directed. We, have, as we well. should do a yeah. Um, do you guys want to do Chasing Amy? I'm down. I'm down. All right, let's do it. Next week we're doing Chasing Amy. I haven't seen this thing, but I heard it was it was pretty good. I guess. Um, but we'll see. Iconic Ben Affleck movie. Looking forward to it. Um, I'm exhausted after <laughs> going through that really long. Uh, Batman uh, un- unboxing that insane movie we watched. Uh, but we did it, folks. We did it. Thanks for, for stopping by on our podcast today. Follow us on Twitter. Look at look us up at, at GBGB's1. Um, hit us up and... Uh, we'll, don't forget we'll have the a, one. Don't forget yeah, it. Don't forget the one. We'll have one a number one. I want to do at the end of like a, a Q&A where you guys can just tweet at us and we'll answer your questions about uh about our movies we're kind of ben affleck ass experts at this point yeah uh, and honestly. i think you know we've got a lot of knowledge to give now 
we've probably seen more Ben. Uh, we're probably in like the so 99 percentile like, of like Ben Affleck fans. Some museum creators, they have like experience with Monet and you know Leonardo da Vinci and shit. Like we can be the curators for Ben Affleck's work. We're so uh, familiar I with it. Do, what so. I want to do is at the end of our season, I want to write Ben Affleck a fan letter, fan mail. And I want to read it out. I want <laughs> yeah. us to co-write it on like a state of the podcast or maybe in our 10th episode and send it and we can see what happens. I would like for us He's to have the videos. Order I would like the, the videos to be on YouTube <laughs> by the time that he gets the video, gets the letter. I don't want to just do like a social media, like at him thing. I want to like send a physical letter to him and know that like we Something have creepier. corresponded with Ben yeah. Affleck. <laughs> Whether or not it was ever returned, it does Something not way... matter. Like I want this to be, it's, it's a dream of mine now to like, I think about it a lot. Like I want, <laughs> I want to have like corresponded with Ben Affleck. Hell yeah. Okay. We'll Next. draft it. We'll, we'll set. Yeah. Okay, next episode, Chasing Amy. See you guys next week. <laughs>